0: This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Merrick Garland, America's Attorney General, said the Department of Justice has asked a judge in Florida to make public the warrant used to search Donald Trump's Florida estate. Mr. Garland also confirmed that he had personally approved the decision to seek the warrant. Ending speculation about who authorised the raid at Mar-a-Lago, his decision follows howls of protests from Republicans, who condemned the raid and promised to probe the DOJ, should they regain control of the House of Representatives in November. Seven European countries are dispatching aid to help France combat its wildfires. One, quote, monster conflagration near the southern city of Bordeaux continued into a third day having destroyed 7,000 hectares, 17,300 acres of forest and forced thousands to evacuate. France is in the grip of a heatwave and its worst-ever drought. Antonio Guterres, Secretary General of the United Nations, called for a demilitarized zone around Ukraine's Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, which has been the target of frequent shelling. Volodymyr Zelensky. Ukraine's president, accused Russia of threatening the world by holding the complex hostage. At a meeting of the UN Security Council on Thursday, America supported the idea of ending fighting around the plant. Olaf Scholz, the German chancellor, promised to deliver a new financial assistance package for citizens struggling with the energy crunch. Speaking at a press conference, Mr. Schultz also said he supported the idea of building a new pipeline connecting Portugal to Spain and France. Diversifying gas supplies has been a key priority for a continent attempting to reduce its reliance on Russian gas. Estonia and Latvia left China's forum for Central and Eastern European countries, dealing a blow to its diplomatic efforts in the region. The two Baltic countries were reportedly driven to quit by China's declaration of its quote, no-limits friendship with Russia. The forum, known as 17 plus 1, is now down to 14 plus 1, as Lithuania also withdrew last year. China and South Korea clashed, again, over an American anti-missile system. China claims radar from the Terminal High Altitude Area Defense System, THAAD, installed on South Korean territory, could be used to spy on it and wants to restrict its use. South Korea says it is necessary for defense against North Korea. In 2016, a dispute over the system led to a Chinese boycott of South Korean goods. At least 21 civilians and six police officers were killed in Sierra Leone, amid huge demonstrations against the government's failure to tackle soaring living costs. Police used tear gas on crowds. Protesters threw stones and set tires on fire. In one incident, a police officer fired his gun into a crowd. A nationwide curfew, implemented on Wednesday, remains in place. And fact of the day, 29%, the increase in violent crimes involving guns in American states where right-to-carry laws were struck down.
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The IRA's Journey to the President's Desk On Friday, America's House of Representatives is expected to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, IRA, a large piece of legislation that will increase some taxes, reduce healthcare costs, and most importantly, unlock a vast array of investments to fight climate change. Altogether, the IRA is forecast to generate over $700 billion of tax revenue and health savings for the government, much of which will be funneled towards clean energy. An earlier iteration of the law, the $3.5 trillion Build Back Better bill, was stymied by Joe Manchin, a conservative Democrat senator from West Virginia. But a last-minute surprise deal between Mr. Manchin and his party's bigwigs revived a slimline version of the package. To get through a Senate divide on party lines, yet more provisions had to be scaled down. The final bill was renamed to assuage Americans' fears about inflation, although it will do next to nothing to reduce it. It is imperfect and essential. For years, America has sounded the alarm over climate change while doing little to put out fires. Build Back Better was more ambitious, but the IRA is much better than nothing. Easing Quarantine for Travelers to Hong Kong Hong Kong has been isolated from the outside world for so long that residents joke they have Stockholm Syndrome. Token concessions from their captors bring out outpourings of gratitude. So it was on Monday when the government announced that from Friday, anyone entering the territory must spend only three days in quarantine, down from a week previously, and three weeks before that. That is a relief to those sealed inside tiny hotel rooms, including this correspondent but will do little to persuade tourists and business travelers to return. With the wider world open, why endure even three days' captivity? Maintaining punitive entry requirements is increasingly baffling since Hong Kong went through a COVID-19 wave this year that infected perhaps half of its 7.3 million inhabitants. It tolerates around 4,000 new cases a day, with few restrictions on locals' movement, hardly the zero COVID it once aspired to, or that mainland China still does. The consequences of isolation? On Friday, Hong Kong will also confirm consecutive quarters of shrinking GDP. Russia's Economy Battles Sanctions The sanctions the West has imposed on Russia for its invasion of Ukraine have hurt but not severely enough to prompt a rethink in the Kremlin. New Russian GDP figures released on Friday will indicate the scale of the damage. The official data are likely to deviate much from an estimate by the Veb Institute, a Russian state-owned development bank, that the economy continued to shrink in June. It expects a 5.7% fall of GDP in the second quarter of 2022 compared with the first quarter when the Russian economy had already stagnated. The hit is not as bad as the COVID shock, but is almost certain to last longer. It is comparable in size to the financial crisis of 2008-2009, but some sectors may have bottomed out. Industrial output grew slightly in June, and resource extraction rebounded strongly. Thus far, Western sanctions on Russian fuel exports have been limited. The West may have to add more punitive measures to keep Vladimir Putin's economy down. Britain's Economy Wilts in the Heat The only news competing with record temperatures in Britain at the moment is the country's dysfunctional economy. Strikes are back in fashion, but the most salient problem is the spiraling cost of living— Last week, the Bank of England predicted that annual inflation would rise to just over 13% in October. At least half of this is driven by pricier electricity, gas, and petrol. The annual bill paid by an average household is expected to more than double from around £2,000, 2400 now, to £4,400 next April. The gloomy mood is unlikely to be lightened on Friday by the release of GDP figures for the second quarter, as well as a swath of other economic and business data. Some comfort may be found in the growing expectation that Britain's looming recession will be shallower than those in either the global financial crisis or the pandemic. And yet, none of this bodes well for Britain's ability to break out of its longer-term economic rut. Three Strikes for a New Baseball Film. There's no crying in baseball. This line from A League of Their Own, a classic film about America's short lived women's professional baseball league, makes a reappearance in a television series of the same name. Like the movie, the show, released on Friday on Prime Video, tells the story of the real life Rockford Peaches on their fictional journey to the 1943 world series much else will be familiar to fans of the film players wear the same uniform sing the same song and overcome the same despicable sexism yet there are differences the show ditches the film's all-white cast most of its main characters are queer several are black and hispanic it is also much raunchier But diversity and debauchery do not make a satisfying show. A league of their own is caught uncomfortably between honoring the film and breaking its mold. The series taps into a surge of interest in women's sport, but fewer feel-good quotes and more plot development would have helped it match its predecessor. Daily Quiz Which Australian conservationist and television personality was killed by a stingray in 2006? Friday Which American cyclist was stripped of his seven Tour de France titles after doping allegations? The winners of last week's crossword Thank you to everyone who took part in our new weekly crossword published in the weekend edition of Espresso. The winners chosen at random were Jane Goss, Kihei, USA. Jamie Jean, Mexico City, Mexico. Kevin Conley, Espoo, Finland. Paul Lee, Pretoria, South Africa. Guillermo Garrido, Orlando, United States. Anton Gruy, Kiev, Ukraine. They all gave the correct answers of the Metaverse, Taipei tiger and energy check back tomorrow for this week's crossword finally here's the quote of the day from erwin schrodinger who was born on this day in 1887 if a man never contradicts himself the reason must be that he virtually never says anything at all